0: Welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture biology podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows.
1: I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and today we are still marine biologists in recovery, just a little bit floopy. Um, And we are talking about Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. That song is like the main song I know from that movie and it's that like the um the chorus of that is hardly in this movie at all.
0: Yeah, it's weird. The there is a ton of really good music in this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was obsessed. I'd um I had definitely seen Little Shop of Horrors at some point in my like tween early teens with my family, like my parents showed it to me. Um and it was like, oh, that's the dad from Honey, I Shuck the Kids. <laughs> yep, obviously. And it was a crazy musical, and I didn't really have much recollection about, like, the plot other than the broad strokes of carnivorous plant likes to eat people um, and gets really big. Like, I had no memory of the ending or anything. Um, Do you remember when you first saw it? I don't know if I've seen it all the way through. Like, I have Mm.
1: memories of the broad plot, and obviously that song has been in my head for a long time. Your whole
0: life. Uh Uh-huh.
1: And I've always known it was Rick Moranis, and I've always known that Audrey had a crazy high voice.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: And thinking back on it now, I think I knew that Steve Martin was in it? Like, I don't don't know, but uh, I don't remember the ending, but I was also reading trivia that Mm. they may have... Had a different ending. I think the one we watched was the director's cut.
0: Oh, okay. And then I know that it has a slightly, or I don't know how slightly, the movie has a different ending than the musical.
1: Yeah, well, what I was reading in the trivia was that the mu- in the musical, everybody dies, mm-hmm. but it was okay because then the actors came on stage to bow, so the audience right. wasn't that upset. Uh, so I couldn't find anywhere in the IMDb trivia, but that's the only place I looked, so everybody just let us know. If you know about yeah. the other ending, because the one we watched, everybody dies, and then
0: the plants take over the world in a really long montage, like unnecessarily long. <laughs> unnecessarily Like you're watching
1: long it montage. and you're like, "This is weird. Is this the end, or is something going to happen?"
0: Yeah, it just keeps going for like ten minutes. I feel like you know they had um, really cool puppets and really cool sets and stuff, and they just yeah, wanted and they're to like let's set it on fire, use <laughs> he, yeah. everything. Yeah. So, um, it was good. Um, so, that was surprising. Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it, um, a little plot summary. Uh, like, like the plot of the movie is not the point of the movie. I'll no. just throw it out there. So, if you haven't seen it, well, we already spoiled the ending for you. But, basically, this guy, Seymour um, who is the Rick Moranis character, he uh, works at this flower shop in Skid Row in, like, New York, I think. And, um, this flower shop has like no customers, but yet the owner works there and then Seymour works there. And then, uh, there's like a flower, like an assistant who does the arrangements. Audrey works there. Yeah. And there's no customers. customers. Um, so yeah, so Seymour has a huge crush on Audrey who, um, you know, has that very stereotypical, like terrible taste in men always, you know, like dates this like crazy sadistic dentist who is steve martin who's like amazing in this movie he's so creepy and weird oh yeah and then seymour's a total plant nerd so on the solar eclipse he finds this weird plant at this store and then the plant get is like sick all the time and not um not doing well but everybody is super obsessed with it. Like they put it in the window and then all of a sudden they have like tons and tons of customers and people are mm-hmm. like, oh, look at this plant. Oh, well, I'm here. I might as well buy $500 worth of flowers or whatever. Like Yeah, that so you totally just randomly have somewhere. Yeah, they didn't like, have any flowers yeah. in the store. It was strange. Um, and then, yeah, Seymour accidentally figures out that what the plant needs is blood. So, um, oh, and he names the plant Audrey too, after his crush Audrey, like the species he decides is called that or something. Um, nobody's ever seen it. I don't know. It's was confusing.
1: I don't think they go as far as the species. Like, yeah. Naming it the species. Or just the, but...
0: I guess not the species, the variety. Cause like usually yeah. people, you know, like, um, the variety of roses or whatever are often mm-hmm. named after people. So then, Audrey's sadistic dentist boyfriend um, dies accidentally, sort of. It was weird. I don't mm-hmm. really remember. He was really creepy. Like, he was getting off on, like, drilling people with rusty dental drills without anesthesia. Yeah. It was gross. It um, was just yeah. gross. Yeah. And then, so they feed the dead dentist to Audrey. She starts getting gigantic. And then Mushnik, who's the boss, the owner of the flower shop, they also feed to Audrey because, or let Audrey eat him alive. Because he witnessed uh, Seymour feeding the dentist to Audrey II, and then at the end, Audrey gets giant, bigger and bigger and bigger. And also, there was a lot of like news coverage about it, and so people like secretly took cuttings and then made replicas of Audrey II to sell as like um, like chia pet kind of style, like the sort of viral. Um, plant that people were buying everywhere and then the Audrey 2's take over the world and like it was weird <laughs> it was so weird <laughs> but really good songs yes
1: which is also strange because I don't remember it being a musical
0: oh aside yeah aside from yeah. the
1: normal song and then from Glee I knew that suddenly Seymour was a song yes and um, it's a weird but...
0: song because Seymour sings it and he's referring to himself in mm-hmm. the third person but it's really good and well done, really and that's good.
1: because it's Alan Menken and Howard Ashman. Those yeah. The people who write the best
0: songs. The best songs. And also, um, Audrey Too's voice is Levi Stubbs from The Four Tops, um, yeah. so he can sing. And then Audrey in the movie is played by the original Audrey, who's like a big Broadway actress, Ellen Green. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of good... Lots of good singer people. And
1: Rick Moranis is a bit better singer than you would expect him oh, to yeah.
0: be like, for who if, Rick Moranis is. Yeah, if Rick Moranis would be, like, the best singer in this movie if they didn't have, like, actual Broadway people in the, in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. for an actor, he's, like, a way above average yeah, yeah, for a non-singer. So that was cool. Mm-hmm.
1: And they didn't, like, because they wrote the music for the play... Yeah, so it's not like they wrote it. They like they may have changed the arrangements and stuff. Um, for his And range. there was there I'm was sh- one song.
0: Sure. There was one new song in it. Um, I forget which one, but it was nominated for oh, an Oscar. It was, um,
1: yeah, the mother. I'm a mother. Um, alien or plant, and anim- like
0: mean, the one that has profanity yeah. in it. Mean green mother from outer space. Yeah, um, that one. yeah, yeah. So yeah. That song was nominated for an Oscar, and I think that like that's probably half the reason they wrote a new song for it. Also, just to mm-hmm. like fill stuff in, um, sort yeah. of montage style. Um, there's a Greek chorus who are sort of um, like '60s girl group style singers. Yeah, they get They're amazing. Pretty sweet outfits. Oh, so many good outfits. Um, the henson company people like all the puppetry is all them which is amazing
1: and it's directed by frank oz
0: yeah so that was cool and then there's a bunch of random sort of of that time period um smaller roles so like steve martin has like sort of a pretty major role but then also jim belushi john candy christopher guest bill murray like a whole bunch of other people are in it which is funny and kind of (laughs) cool (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. and Bill Murray and Steve Byrne obviously even when you're watching it you knew they just improvised like there was no script yeah for that scene for that scene yeah it was just the two of them just doing exactly what you would expect them to do
0: yeah basically it was amazing um yeah so that's That's the story. Um, So in terms of biology, it doesn't really talk a lot about, um, like, how Audrey works, other than just, like, she eats people, and then she can sing and talk, or it, I don't know. It has a man's voice, female name, so Mm -hmm. it's a plant, Mm -hmm. so we'll just go with the plant can sing, and also ends up moving around and, like, taking over the world, Um, and definitely is perceived to be able to sing. So, um, Linz, do you want to talk a little bit about like how, in real life, plants can sense or see the world around them?
1: Yeah, so obviously like this is based on a fly trap, but um, in general, plants can see because they can see light. So they have photoreceptors um, throughout their stems and leaves, like we have photoreceptors in our eyes. So even when you close your eyes and you can see light changes, it's mm-hmm. kind of similar to that. They can differentiate between red and blue and see wavelengths that we cannot, mm-hmm. which is one of the trippiest things when you t- think about like, um insects and stuff when there's other that there are other colors out there and other wavelengths and you're just like i can't even think about it, it yeah it and like the,
0: the patterns and stuff that we see on leaves are like pretty subtle but i think in some yeah you know if you saw broader wavelengths maybe these plants would be like really shockingly different variations mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah plants can also see uh, the direction that light is coming from and whether it's intense or dim Mm. Um, One of his last studies, everybody's favorite scientist, Charles Darwin, showed that plants bend to light if they're hungry for the sun's rays, which is what they are, because that's how they eat. Um, So they do um, move and bend, like, not, you know, extreme like um, in the movie or anything, but they do move their uh, leaves or rotate their leaves or something um, so that they can face the sun
0: better. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. there's definitely
1: um, Speed Up videos... Of plants moving around Maybe yeah we'll find one yeah i'll, I'll find one and
0: put it in the show notes it's really cool to watch like when they do a time lapse of a plant yeah. throughout the day with like following natural light because yeah the plant like it looks like it's like winging itself around over multiple days it's really cool to see um especially like a big sunflower because they like always are mm, trying to orient mm-hmm. you, like directly to really direct sunlight um and like i've experienced this myself i started a little teeny tiny kale garden on my balcony so I have like two window boxes with kale and I have to like rotate them and spin them around because the sun comes at the side and so they just like everything the growth is really uneven in the window boxes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah so I kind of like spin them around you know every couple days just to try to keep them uh, like using the whole box Um, yeah so that's my plant story Mm -hmm. yeah in terms of how plants move, like most plants don't really move. They send, they can send, like parts of the plant going away. So like obviously they send their seeds off in the wind or sending them away. Um, and then plants can send out runners, which is like um, roots or vines of the plant that basically asexually can then grow. Into a- another plant or another, either another plant or more plant. Um, underwater plants obviously are like more capable of moving because it's uh, they float in the water, so they can sort of orient themselves different ways. Um, some plants will also uh, like have sensitive. Um, thing like sensitive um, receptors on them so they can sense touch um, not just for catching flies which we'll get to but also there's like these sensitive plants that they just close up I think to like protect themselves or maybe I think it's also a response in some of them when they're um, touched by rain like if rain doesn't come that often they want to close up to sort of capture the rain and funnel it down to the root of the plant rather than dripping off the outsides of the leaves so that they can um, take advantage of like rare water. Um, so that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So the, the thing that Audrey does mostly is yeah. Like she, it, she, I don't know. It's hard to know. <laughs> Bad to mm. Um, Audrey like moves her head part or like the flower yeah. part around, um, which is kind of like a sunflower moving in response to, um, sunlight, but Audrey does it You know, like it's her head and then later when it gets bigger uses her like vines and um, uh, roots and stuff to like grab things and pull towards them either like pull that pull things like people closer or grab onto like a part of a building and then drag the pot that she's in across the floor. Um, mm-hmm. And then at the end, yeah, when they're not
1: in pots anymore. They they're cut, they're, they're basically like, human human shaped and they have Yeah, they like walk big, on their legs. Big root walks. Yeah, yeah big root legs. Yeah. Um,
0: um and plant roots are really, really strong. Like uh there was a tree near here that when it tipped over, it lifted up like a whole chunk of the road. Um, yeah, we roots, got to see what was underneath the sidewalk. It was cool. Plant roots yeah. regularly crack through sidewalks and buildings and giant rocks. Um, yeah, so plants are, they're slow, but they are very persistent. Um, Uh yeah, which is kind of cool. So on the subject of carnivorous plants, and now Audrey too is definitely an alien plant, but there are plants on earth that rely on, um, more than just sunlight and soil to get the nutrients and energy that they need. So there's... Um, carnivorous behaviors in plants or like carnivorous adaptations in plants have evolved separately in a bunch of different lines of um, flowering plants. So I think it's about five, five orders of plants nine different times that it's evolved. So um, there's a bunch of different strategies, but it basically sort of bows down to the same thing that um, these plants are maybe living in Um, they have lots of light, so they don't need to use their leaves to catch um, sunlight exclusively. So they can evolve other environments, uh, they can start using those leaves to do other things um, to compensate for the fact that they're in really poor soil conditions. So it's usually nitrogen, which is a main component of protein, and that's what they're trying to get. And so, for example, the Venus flytrap has sticky and... um, Sticky parts on the plant, and then also can respond to pressure and close up. And so flies go in and get stuck, and then very, very slowly get um, digested by, um, I guess, digestive enzymes that are secreted in some part of the plant. So, yeah, it's like not a great solution because I think um, evolving that is really um, energy intensive um, Mm -hmm. and it's sort of a risky. Um, risky thing to evolve, but um, so it's rare, but it is widespread across the flowering plants.
1: Yeah, that was one of the things I thought about with Audrey, especially when I didn't know how the movie ended. Was mm. I thought that when Seymour was eaten, that it, we were gonna like end up inside the plant and um a la Little Red Riding Hood. The, right. Everyone was still gonna yeah, be yeah. alive, except for the dentist, obviously, because he was in pieces. Yeah. Um, but like Audrey Juan and um, Flower Man. Yeah. Um and then they were going to hack their way out or something. Like that was I, like that was how I was expecting the movie to end because also because first of all I wasn't expecting everyone to die cuz mm. that was weird. Yeah. But also if from my like just watching it with my knowledge I'm like it would looking at the shape of this plant it would have taken him like forever to digest these humans. Yeah. Not to mention the fact that they were all eaten with clothes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like Audrey had, t- Audrey had a wedding dress on. Yes, yeah. like watching her like a huge tool skirt go into this mouth. I was like, that's kind of not muck up your digestive system. Indeed. Buddy.
0: Indeed. Yeah. I think they do digest really slowly. Like people who have, um, like pet carnivorous plants, like you feed them a couple fruit flies a week. Like they're not eating yeah. very much. Um, and obviously Audrey too was bigger than, than a fly trap, but, uh, that plant would only need like one human every couple weeks, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, and like you obviously, Audrey Two did grow every time. Yes, it was fed and stuff, so that part makes kind of sense because it grew yeah a ridiculously and exponential amount for every time it ate. But yeah.
0: yeah, and the effects on that were so cool. Like everything was mm-hmm. practical, um, yeah, yeah. and they made they made like different versions of the Audrey puppet that were all different sizes. And then they sort of like moved one into the other to try to like to do the growing effect. Yeah, it was really and they, cool. Like just like moved
1: the, it closer to the camera and stuff. Yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. All of this forced perspective.
0: Yeah. It was stuff really cool. that
1: that's what Jim Henson, like the company is known for. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So other than, um, Venus fly traps, there's, um, pitcher plants are really common, Uh, Ones and they are basically like the shape of a calla lily, except um, sticky-ish inside. Um, So, yeah, birds, or not birds, (laughs) 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 Um, small insects uh, and things can fall in. So they have like, um, like they're slippery on the top and then they slip in and then um, it's like mucusy inside. Yeah, so that example has evolved a lot. And I think it's probably because it's like um, pretty... The shape is really similar to flowers. Um, mm-hmm. There's some bromeliads, which are like these cup-shaped, um, mostly South American plants. Um, uh, the most famous bromeliad example are pineapples, but those would be examples of like a pitfall or a, um, a pitcher-type trap. So it's just like a cup of water. And most bromeliads are not um, carnivorous, but there are a few. So insects fall like go to the water source, get you know stuck in there, and then slowly the um the plant absorbs like the or digests the insects floating in the water. Um so sneaky. Yeah. Some are sticky. Um um yeah, some have are snap traps like the Venus fly trap. Um some are um bladder traps, which are super weird. They use um bladders, like vesicles of water, um so that they they use like water pressure to trigger Opening and closing of these um, of these things, um, mm. yeah, it's really really crazy. So there's so many different examples. Um, I think they're really fascinating. They're like really hard plants to look after because um, <clears throat> their requirements are so specific, and like to a, a lot of them also are um, like opportunistic carnivores so like if you if they have good enough soil like you can give them all the fruit flies they want and they'll be like meh (laughs) so like well yeah because soil is way less energy exactly you just kind of do it passively the nutrients go in through chemistry you don't Mm -hmm. have to do anything yeah yeah so have you ever seen a fly trap close i don't know i'll see if i can find a video and i'll send it to you and i'll put it in the show notes um i'm sure there are some yeah i mean i don't know like places have them in captivity but it's just it's like such a counterintuitive plant i think to look after so
1: yeah yeah totally very cool
0: um i would yeah i'd love to look after them but they also need a ton of humidity so they can't generally just be like loose in your house you have to have them in like a little greenhouse um yeah yeah no they're a lot of work i'll just deal with my kale that like (laughs) i water it every now and then and then i eat some of it i had some for dinner it was delicious
1: um yeah i'll do
0: it with my cactuses because they're the only things that i (laughs) keep alive yay yay um do you have anything else to add no, this movie was weird. Yeah. Um.
1: But I liked it until the end. Yeah. Which is, makes me really interested to to find out. To, yeah, like uh, what is the, the other ending? Other ending. Yeah. Was, to make it honestly,
0: if the ending like montage had been half the length, mm-hmm. I would have been less annoyed. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> we were just sitting there like,
1: um, what? what's going on? And then, at that point too, I was like. Is there like twenty more minutes of this movie afterwards as well? Yeah, like uh, that, like humans save the day. No. Like I'm like I don't know what's happening. No, so that was really strange. But otherwise, I really liked it. I really liked the music. Ugh. So yeah, I have all of that. The music now was so good. On Spotify, so
0: good. Um, yeah,
1: and I like like Rick Moranis because I don't watch things with Rick Moranis in the anymore because I don't watch Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. anymore as i'm now i'm an adult so yeah uh so that was fun and yeah it was so strange because i really liked it but i i'll never watch it again yeah no
0: i'm good like i will definitely listen to the movie to the music and like if i was somewhere and they were putting it on and it was like a good production i would go see it totally live because i I think it would be fun
1: yeah the music would be fun and also it would be fascinating to watch how they do yeah
0: how they do it live yeah Mm-hmm.
1: They also the part I forgot to mm. mention was right when um, I think when he's singing the the mother song that I can't remember the alien yeah, from green Earth mother Space song. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, and he's chasing Seymour. He has these four little flowering buds that are like little aubrey heads, aubrey heads oh, yeah. in flower petals that are basically just so muppets. Yeah. And like it's it- they're so well, mummy. Yeah, they're
0: like the, and I the love singing, them so singing much. cabbages or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Oh. They totally look like one of the singing cabbages yeah. or something. And it just makes me so happy because it's so classic yeah. Henson, but also it's so adorable because he has like these little flowering buds. On the plant and like, and also this is a plant singing and chasing Rick Moranis. Yeah. And it's just, it's all so weird. So, But, yeah. whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it a lot. Yeah. But I don't, I don't need to see it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, the, the puppetry was really, really cool. And, uh, yeah, I liked it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode for this week. If you like what we're doing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nature Finds a Pod. Or you can subscribe to our podcast at Nature Finds a Way on your favorite podcasting app. And if you want to leave us a review, that would be great. It's a really good way for people to find out more about what we're doing.
1: Yeah. Um, this, pod, this episode comes out on International Podcast Day, oh,
0: which is a great day,
1: too. Um, rate and review all of your favorite podcasts, as well as tell your friends. It's also the day after, so it's a little late, of this thing I discovered called Share Your Buds Day, which is teaching your family members how to download podcasts, which I think is really adorable. (laughs) Uh, um, So yeah, I I like to um, just sit down every once in a while and open iTunes and rate uh, and review all of the podcasts that I haven't done lately, just so... That they get them, because it's nice to hear, and it's nice for everyone, and it helps people find podcasts, and yeah, and also telling people. Word of mouth, that's how I've found out about almost all of my podcasts,
0: so. Um, yeah, so we'll be back in two weeks with another delightful episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe something a little bit spooky. Oh, yeah. We have spooky plans for October. That's all we'll say for now. All right. Bye! Bye-bye!